0: all right good evening everyone hopefully everyone is having a blessed evening as we are as always we'd like to say praise the lord thank the lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together this is august 20th 2020 and week 81 we've been doing this for 81 weeks time definitely does fly if you're new around here welcome to joy in the midst of the storm a program where we like to do weekly live stream bible studies and shortly upload the audio versions to them to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter now if you've been with the us for a while as we always like to say thank you for tuning in week in and week out just to see what thus says, Lord just to hang out or just to ask questions we love any and every interaction so if you have any questions about anything Bible related we're more than happy to take a look at those our inboxes are always open and we recently started doing Bible studies on zoom and we have a concrete schedule now it is going to be Every Monday and every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. So, if you want to join in on those Bible studies, then definitely hit our inboxes up. We will definitely be more than happy to have you there. We've recently had a couple of our live stream viewers actually join the Bible studies and they said they enjoyed it. So, hopefully, we can get more and more people in there because the word of God is definitely not being spread like it should be. So we'll be more than happy to have each and every one of you guys tune in on every mo- Monday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. So as you can see from the title, we'll be talking about a living sacrifice. Um, I was just talking to Tony. It was either last night or the night before about how God wants us to do certain things and we as a human race have it completely backwards. You know, somebody may say that they need a ride somewhere and we will actually be going in that direction but we'll think man it'll take me two minutes off of my desti- like two minutes it'll add two minutes to my trip and we tell another person man I know a great uber driver you can use <laughs> but it wouldn't be that hard to do that and when I think about you know all of the things that Jesus sacrificed He wants us to do the same thing. No, it may not be to the same extent, but it's going to be some stuff that we'll have to sacrifice. The scripture says there is no greater sacrifice than for one to lay down his life for his friends, for the brothers, for our brothers and sisters in Christ. But when it comes to each and every single minor inconvenience, we don't want to do it. So that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. I won't go on rambling so soon yet, so I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks, and we'll go ahead and get started with this evening's message. I hope you guys get something out of it.
1: Thank you, Melvin. As always, we like to start by saying a prayer if you guys are at a place where you can put a hold on what it is that you're doing for a moment of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you first and foremost, we always like to start by giving you Your due gratitude by giving you your honor, your praise, your glory for all the many blessings that you continually bestow upon us, Lord. We thank you for just another day, another week of Bible study, Lord, bringing us to this moment because, Lord, we could have been in so many other places, but you saw fit, Lord, to bring us here. So, Lord, we say thank you. And, Lord, we're praying for the hearers of this Bible study, the hearers of your word that we would be the doers of your word and not just hearers only. Lord, we're praying that you would just continue to be in our midst. Don't take your spirit away from us, Lord. We're praying that you would just continually stay with us, lead us and guide us into all truth. But we're praying that you would continue to open our ears, open our understanding, open our hearts to love one another as we need to be loved, as we should love one another. We're praying these many blessings, Lord, and We're also asking, Lord, that you would just continue, no matter what's going on in our lives, that you will continue to remind us that there is joy in the midst of every storm. So, Lord, we're praying these many blessings in your precious name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Uh, So, again, we thank you guys for tuning in. As always, uh, we appreciate every opportunity we get just to sit. And talk about the goodness of God and how uh, gracious He's been to us, because we know we don't deserve it. I've said it time and time again. God knows I'll never stop saying it as long as He give me a voice to say it. We don't deserve it. I don't deserve it. But His mercy endureth forever. He allowed this. So uh, we're talking about being a living sacrifice. This this came on my mind today. Um, I really can't even recall how, uh, but I believe God put it there. So we're going to move to the book of Romans, um, the 12th chapter and verse one. My mind went to being a living sacrifice. So I wanted to pick up this verse. And again, that's Romans, the 12th chapter and verse one, excuse me.
0: I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice,
1: a living sacrifice. So Paul starts off. He says, I beg you, that's all I beseech me. He said, I beg you for this reason to present your body. He's talking to us by the mercies of God, by the grace of God that you would present your body. That's what we're talking about tonight, you presenting yourself. Not your neighbor <laughs> not talking about well i'm better than so and so i do this better than that. we're not talking about so and so we're talking about you that we would present our bodies a living sacrifice uh-huh holy holy
0: acceptable unto mm-hmm. god which mm-hmm. is your reasonable service
1: it's our reasonable service we owe this to god to be a living sacrifice for him, but something that I realize is we all want to be a dead sacrifice. <laughs> we don't want to give God what He's asking for while we're living. We say, "Yeah, I do that when I get to heaven. <laughs> I'll change when I get old. Your life is over. I'll change when I'm on my sick bed. You want to be a dead sacrifice? But he told us, present your body a living sacrifice in the book of, I believe, Ecclesiastes. He told us to remember thy creator in the days of thy youth. Because when we're young, we can live. We have strength. We have the ability to pick up things, to move here. We have the ability to walk. We have the ability to do some work when we're young. We can present our bodies to God as a living sacrifice, but we don't want to do it while we're living. (laughs) We want to do it when we're old. We can go ahead and pick up the comment.
0: Sister Rosa says, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you for tuning in.
1: (laughs) Praise the Lord, sister. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. As Melvin said, we definitely appreciate it. We always appreciate it. We always appreciate when the saints of God can uh, fellowship together because it's important that we forsake not the assembling of ourselves together. The coronavirus won't stop it. <laughs> okay. It won't stop it. But Paul said, present your bodies a living sacrifice. Not not when we die. Not when we can't walk anymore. When we can't uh, move anymore. When we're at our final breath. We want to say, you know what? I believe in Jesus Christ. He, he don't want that. He doesn't want that. He, he, he's not wanting us to wait to the last second because he wants a living sacrifice. So he said, present our bodies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> one of my um, friends from my hometown, Fred, he says he's proud of us. Um, I thank you for tuning in. I hope you get something out of the message. Fred.
1: God bless you. God bless you. He said, be a living sacrifice. Not a dead sacrifice. We want to wait till we get to heaven. I'm going to line up. I'm going to straighten up when I get to heaven. (laughs) He, He doesn't want that. He wants a living sacrifice here while we're alive. He said holy and acceptable. We know when we look at the story of Cain and Abel. Abel, excuse me, Cain. He gave a sacrifice that wasn't acceptable to God. We have to present ourselves in a way that God wants it. That's when we're alive, when we're living. He said, holy. We've seen that happen with Moses. We've seen God tell Moses, he said, look, take off your shoes. The ground that you stand on is holy ground. We, we can't come any way to God. We can't have uh, present ourselves any old way to God. He he he's particular about his stuff. You can call him OCD, you can call him all kind of stuff you want to call him. But he's particular about the way he wants things done. He said uh in the book of Corinthians, I believe the 14th chapter, uh, one of the last verses in there. He said, "Look, let, let's do things decently and in order." He has an order, and it has to be holy, it has to be acceptable. Because we owe him this. The scripture tells us we were bought with a price. So this is our reasonable service. To be a living sacrifice. So my mind went to thinking about this. And I want to go back. To the book of Genesis. uh, The 22nd chapter. Because.
2: What we're going to see in there. Is a living sacrifice. Genesis the 22nd chapter.
1: and let's pick up verse five first because we know the story of abraham offering up isaac he was offering him as a sacrifice god desires a living sacrifice so we'll pick up genesis chapter 22 and verse 5
0: and abraham said unto his young men abide ye here with the ass And I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you.
1: So we find Abraham with his
2: son Isaac, whom God told him to offer up as a sacrifice. And he tells the people with him, he said,
1: look, me and Isaac, we're going to go up. You guys stay here. We'll come back. Uh Uh-huh.
0: And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac his son, and he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and they went both of them together.
1: Everything was ready. He prepared the wood, he had the instrument to make the fire, and he had his son, the sacrifice. It was all there.
2: Uh-huh.
0: And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father, and said, my father. And he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb For a burnt offering.
1: Now, his son, Isaac, had to be of age. He had to have seen this same thing happen before. He had to have seen it before. So he asked, Where is the sacrifice? I don't see the lamb. We got everything else here. Something isn't adding up. Because every time we've done this, there was always a sacrifice. There was always a lamb. There was some type of animal present. He said, I'm not seeing it. <laughs> I remember one time I was cutting my brother's hair and I pulled out a razor, a straight razor, and he said, What you doing with that knife? He was confused. He said, What you about to do with that knife? <laughs> <laughs> so we see Isaac here. He's confused. He's wondering, where is the lamb? I see the knife, I see this this weapon that you're about to use. And I see the wood. But where is the animal? Uh-huh.
0: And Abraham said, "My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering." So they went both of them together.
1: God Will provide himself. God is looking for a sacrifice.
2: He's looking for somebody willing to be a sacrifice. He's looking for that.
1: The question is are we willing to present ourselves? We're not talking about our next door neighbor. We're not talking about our wife, our husband, our children. We're talking about ourselves. Uh huh.
0: And they came to the place which God had told him of. Mm -hmm. And Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. Mm -hmm. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. He was at the point
1: that he was going to kill his son. He was just about to kill his son because this is what God told him. He told him, Present your son as a living sacrifice. That's what he told him.
2: Give him up, offer him, sacrifice him to me. Uh huh.
0: And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven mm-hmm. and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. Mm-hmm. And he said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing Mm -hmm. thou hast not withheld thy son, not only son, from me.
1: God didn't allow him to kill him because he's looking for a living sacrifice, not a dead sacrifice. He's showing us, us, we have to be willing to be a living sacrifice, to give it all. He laid Isaac down, Isaac laid down. And God, he didn't understand what was happening. (laughs) He said, look, where is the lamb? I'm not seeing it. But he still laid his son down. Representing a sacrifice. But God said, don't kill him. Leave him alive. I need him to be a living sacrifice. That's what God wants from us. To be a living sacrifice. But what's different about us And what we're reading is that Abraham took Isaac up there to present him. God's looking for us to present ourselves now. He's not looking for your father to take you and present you to God. He's not looking for your mother to do it. He's not looking for your spouse to do that. He's not looking for your friend to take you and present you. He said, present your body a living sacrifice. This is what God is looking for from us. That we're willing to live for him. God doesn't need us dead for him. Jesus took care of that part. He went and died for us. So that we could live. We see that uh, it's in the book of Leviticus. We might pick it up. But we've seen in the book of Leviticus. That. The priest would take two birds to running water and one bird he would kill and sprinkle the blood over the second bird and he would turn the second bird free, let him loose so he could be a living sacrifice. That's that's what God wants. Jesus was the lamb that was killed for us, but now he's asking that you would live for him. How can our light shine if we're dead? (laughs) Nobody goes to the graveyard to see live people. (laughs) Nobody goes to the graveyard to see a light. Jesus told us, let your light so shine so somebody could see your good works. You got to be alive to do this. He told us to work while it was day. While you still have life. While you still have breath. God's looking for a living sacrifice. He wants you to live. I've seen uh, people, the devil has truly deceived us. We think that God wants us to be in a state of depression, in a state of uh, confusion, in a state of anxiety. All of these evil things uh, held down by so many addictions. That's not living. That's not truly living. God wants us to live. Jesus told us, he said, I come to bring life and I want to give it to you more abundantly than the life you've known. That's what he came to do. So we find Paul says, present yourself. He said, I'm begging you. I'm pleading with you to present yourself, not somebody else. Not looking at what the next person is doing. He said present yourself as a living sacrifice. That's what we found. That's that's what the Lord is showing me. With the story of Isaac. I know it represents Jesus. Being the sacrifice. But Jesus went through with it. He he died. He was the bird.
2: Let's pick that up. Uh, Leviticus chapter 14 verse 50. He was the bird. Jesus was the sacrifice that died.
1: We couldn't do that part. We could not die for our own sins. We couldn't do it. But he told us, he said, take up your cross. You got to become a living sacrifice too. Jesus took his cross. He became the dead sacrifice for us. He died. And he rose again. We couldn't do it. But now he says, you can live for me. You can show. My love. You can show God's love. By living, you can't show anything by dying. You dead. You can't show nobody anything that you can't talk to anybody. <laughs> you can't do anything if you're dead. He's looking for a living sacrifice. Let's pick up uh verse 50 uh 49 sorry
0: and he shall take to cleanse the house two birds
1: the house two birds know ye not the word of the lord said know ye not that your body is the temple of the holy ghost we are the house paul said another place he said if this tabernacle this house that i'm in if it be dissolved I know God has another one out there for me. This body that we're in is the house. So he said, now this is the old Testament. He said, look, take two birds. We're going to clean this house. God did this. So his blood can cleanse us. His blood cleaned this house that we're in this body. So he said, take two birds. uh-huh,
0: And cedar wood mm-hmm. and scarlet,
1: scarlet red. Represent blood. It's all about the blood. Go
0: ahead. Mm-hmm. And he shall kill the one of the birds in an earthen vessel over running water.
1: It's always about that water. <laughs> it always comes back to the water, but I'm not on that tonight. He said. Take two birds. Take them down to the water. <laughs> and I want you to kill one. At the water. This is what Jesus did for us. He came and died. And then he said, he that believe, let him get baptized. Take him down to the water. Paul told us in Romans 6. Death happens at the water. The blood is shed at the water. Go ahead.
0: And he shall take the cedar wood and the hyssop and the scarlet Mm -hmm. and the living bird.
1: The living bird. There's a dead bird and a living there's two different birds represents us and Jesus Jesus and us what a combination God manifests in the flesh in humanity there's two birds one that was going to die so that we could live we know we know that's Christ he said take two birds to the running water Uh huh.
0: And dip them in the blood of the slain bird.
1: We gotta be dipped in the blood. That's
0: the only way we're going
1: to live. We had to be dipped in the blood of the dead bird. That's
2: Jesus. It's just representing Jesus. Uh huh. And sprinkled the house seven times. Drop
0: down to verse 53. But he shall let go the living bird out of the city into the open fields.
1: He's trying to free us. (laughs) God wants to free us. He said, look, kill one of the birds. The one that's going to sacrifice his life, kill him. This is what the priest had to do in those days. In the Old Testament, we're talking about the Old Testament. He said, kill one bird. But what I want you to do, because we're really trying to free the second bird. That's what this is about. A sacrifice had to be made. Put the blood of the slain bird on the free bird and let him go. He said, but he shall let go of the living bird out of the city in the open field. We can fly today. We can become that living sacrifice. Because of the love, because Christ shed his blood for us, because he died for us. So he said, I died for you. It's your reasonable service to live for me. So we found Isaac. God said, don't kill him. This is the live bird here. (laughs) This is the live bird. Present, let him be the living sacrifice. Jesus went through with it. He died for us. But he died so that we could live. By
2: his stripes we were healed. It took his blood to be shed for us, so that we could free. We seen uh, David.
1: I believe it was David. He said, "If I had wings, I would fly away." But we have those wings today. Christ shed his blood and gave us his spirit, the Holy Ghost, so we could fly. We could live. We could be that living
2: sacrifice. You can't show your light if you're dead. We can't do it. It's impossible. So God is looking for someone who's going to
1: live for him, not just hear his word, but to do it. He's looking for that living sacrifice. So we seen as Abraham was about to slay his own son, offering him up as a sacrifice. God intervened.
2: He said, no, Jesus is going to do this. Christ is going to come and he's going to be the bird that has to lose his life. Jesus
1: did it for the joy that was set before him. This was his purpose. The scriptures had already been written. Jesus knew about this bird in the Old Testament. He knew about Isaac. He knew about all these things. So he came to fulfill it. He had to die. He had to die so that we could live. I thank God for it. (laughs) I thank God that he loved us enough. To send Christ to die so I could live. Because I want to live. (laughs) And I believe everybody out there wants to live. Because as soon as we start hearing, you're going to die soon. We say, well, I'm not a praying person. But uh, (laughs) if anybody out there is a praying person, you can pray for me. (laughs) Because you want to live. We all want to live. There's nothing wrong with that. So we see Jesus had to make a sacrifice so that we could live. And now we have to make a sacrifice. Let's go
2: back to where we started. Romans 12. We have to be that living sacrifice. There's no purpose. It wouldn't make sense. For us to receive the blood of Christ. The bird has been slain.
1: And we get the blood rubbed on us, sprinkled on us, and we don't even fly. We just stay right there. It wouldn't make sense. We, we ought to go and live. We ought to go and live. So let's pick it back up in Romans 12 where we started it.
0: I beseech you therefore, brother, by the mercies of God. That you present, present your body as a living sacrifice. A
1: living
2: sacrifice. We're talking about a sacrifice that's alive. We're talking about a live sacrifice. This is our opportunity now. To
1: show God if we want to live for him or not. It takes us to deny ourselves. We all have <laughs> our own desires.
2: But he's wanting us to live for him. Live out his desires. Go ahead. Holy. Holy. Acceptable unto God. Jesus told us. He said, be ye holy. Our father in heaven is holy. We got to be holy like he is. We have to be accepted.
1: I want to be accepted by God. The only way we're going to be accepted is to
2: be a living sacrifice for him. He's not going to accept us if we, won't, if we won't live for him. You know, we're the same way. When a person has a dog
1: at the house, they have to accept that dog. If, you, if your dog doesn't obey you, you say, man, that dog don't want to live for me. He don't want to do what I tell him. You put them out. (laughs) Sometimes you put them down. Because he wouldn't live for you.
2: Certain things you just wouldn't stand for. God is the same way. He's going to put us out. (laughs) And put us down if we need it. But he doesn't want to do that. He does
1: not want to do that the scripture tells us it's not his will that any of us should perish
2: that's what we found when the woman caught in adultery was brought to him he didn't want her to die he
1: wanted her to live the people that brought her said let's stone her
2: to death they wanted her to die jesus wanted life we know the story Whoever here hasn't sinned, let him throw the first stone. Let him cast
1: the first stone. He that is without sin. We've all sinned, so we needed Christ. They didn't even recognize they needed Jesus.
2: They didn't recognize it. They were trying to condemn someone else. But yet, they were dead.
1: They deserved stoning. So they all had to get out of there. So that they could live. They wanted to live, too, because they recognized, man, I deserve this. I'm in here asking for my own death. (laughs) So we see in every situation. God is about us living. He doesn't want you to die. He doesn't want you to be sick. He doesn't want you to be sad. He doesn't want you to be held down by addiction. Addictions are ruining people's lives. They're ruining people's lives. Just to have a good time in the moment. But it's costing you so many bad times.
2: Tomorrow when you wake up, (laughs) you'll be wishing you were dead. Because of that good time that you had last night. God wants us to live, though. He doesn't want
1: you to have to suffer from a hangover. He don't want you to have to suffer from a relapse. He doesn't want you to do that. He doesn't want you to spend all your money. You know, there's been stories where because drugs have caused so many problems in people's lives,
2: you have people who are so caught up in it. That
1: they've taken the lives of their own family just so they could receive another high. God doesn't want that life for us. God wants to free you. God, it's not his will to look down on somebody who's struggling from addiction. That, that, that's not it. God's not trying to embarrass us because we once did certain drugs. That's not his will. It's not my desire to embarrass anybody about it. It's only my desire to help. He told the children of Israel he wanted to bring them up. God wants to bring us up. He wants to let us fly. That's how you live.
2: He's got to bring you up. So Paul said, present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, holy,
1: Acceptable unto God. Uh huh.
0: Which is your reasonable service.
2: It's our reasonable service. It's our reasonable service. We need it. We need to do that. We owe Him that. We owe it to Him.
1: You know, sometimes when people do stuff for you, you say, Man, I owe you one. <laughs> you say, I owe you one. <laughs> I sure appreciate you.
2: But what Christ did, we owe him everything. Uh, We owe him everything. We could never repay him. But it's our reasonable service. It's the only thing we can come up with. the only thing we have to offer. Go ahead.
0: And be not conformed to this world, Mm -hmm. but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good an acceptable and perfect will of God.
1: We have to not be conformed. That's the only way we're going to live for Christ. It's to not be conformed to the world. Go ahead. I think we got a comment.
0: My friend Jeremy. How's it going, Jeremy? I'm um, glad that you were able to tune in. He says that high is not going to last long. It's not. Not, not this natural high. <laughs> it won't.
1: But God said he wants to set us on high in the Old Testament I believe Genesis maybe I could be wrong I can't remember exactly where it is but he said he want to set us on high he wants to give you a high that's going to last forever that's what God wants to do
2: so he said don't be conformed Don't you don't have to uh, model your uh,
1: daily lives like everyone else because he wants us to actually live Just because everybody else is doing it, that doesn't mean that's the life that we should live. He said, don't be conformed. You can't be like everybody else. You have to be that living sacrifice. People know when a person is living for God or not. We know. (laughs) We know. Because as soon as you do something, people know A child of God shouldn't do. They said. I thought thought they were saved. I, I just knew they were saved. I
2: can't believe they did
1: that. So that tells me. People know. We can't be conformed. We can't be like everybody else. God has set us apart.
2: He set us apart. He wants us to have a new mind. That's the prayer that David prayed. For a pure heart, for a new mind. Mm-hmm.
0: For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, mm-hmm. not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think.
1: We shouldn't think of ourselves more than what we really are, because we're nothing but a living sacrifice. We're nothing but a living sacrifice for Christ.
2: We shouldn't feel like we're a big shot. We're the big man on campus. (laughs) We're the star. We shouldn't feel that way. Because
1: all we are is a living sacrifice. We wouldn't have this life if Christ didn't do what he did. So he said,
2: have a sound mind. Don't think you're better than everybody else. You're nothing but a living sacrifice. So I thank God for what he's done for us.
1: To give us this chance. At life. Giving his life so we don't have to give ours. But we can live for him. Instead of dying for him, we can live. Sure, we have to uh, die to our desires, but we get to live. I thank God for that. So, I didn't have a whole lot, (laughs) but I thank God for all of you guys who have tuned in, who has tuned in. Because I'm praying that we would all be living sacrifices for Christ. It, it takes a sacrifice. We don't want to make sacrifice, but it takes one. Everything we attain in this world, it takes you to sacrifice something. The check that you're working for, if you have a job, the check that you're working for. You had to sacrifice some time. You had to sacrifice sleep. You had to sacrifice your mood because you said, I don't feel like doing this. Yeah, but you sacrificed and you did it anyways. You had to go hungry sometimes. You sacrificed eating when you wanted to. You sacrificed a lot. When we come to Christ, he said, I'm expecting that same thing. For you to be a living sacrifice to me. The way we sacrifice for every other thing we want. You want to be a professional basketball player? <laughs> you sacrificing all the time. You're going through pain. You're going through so much pain. You're going through people telling you you're never going to make it. You say, I'm going to show you. You're going through so much practice.
2: you putting in practice after practice. You're making sacrifices. Because you feel it'll pay off.
1: Being a living sacrifice for Christ is the best sacrifice you'll ever make. Forget not his many benefits. He has so many benefits, we start to forget about (laughs) him. We forget about him
2: because there's so many. God wants us to live abundantly. He wants us to live a prosperous life. We just have to become that sacrifice.
1: So I thank God for you guys because I know somebody out there is going to give him what he's looking for. I may not know who it is, but I know someone will do it. He's got some children out there somewhere. Someone who will humble themselves and present themselves. Jesus said, look, he, let him that will. Let him come. He that will let him come. Somebody's going to present themselves. He's not going to have to force them. So I thank God for you guys. And at this time, I'll turn it back over to Melvin.
0: <laughs> yes, definitely. Thank you guys um, for tuning in. And I don't have much to add. It's a good topic, as always, um, coming from the word of God. But I just want to thank God, like Tony said, for his benefits. He does have a lot. You know, when you get a new job, <laughs> we're always looking into what's the benefits? What am I going to get? Am I, I'm going to get this amount of insurance. I'm going to get this 401k, this amount of 401k deducted from my check every month. But the benefits of working for God are much better. And people don't want to do it because you get a different type of paycheck. But I just want to, you know, thank him for, for Jesus. Thank I thank God for Jesus and I thank God for the Holy Ghost because he's brought me through so many things that I thought that I would never get out of, and he turned most of the time he turned the situation around I won't say instantly but but very quickly things I thought that I would be dealing with for years on end, be about a week, maybe two weeks later, not saying that this is going to happen for everybody, but it's it's a possibility it's just all up to God's timing, and that's a thing that we humans need to get better at um working with God's timing and His righteousness and not our own. We all know the scripture, Matthew 6 and 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things that you're seeking for, all these things that you, you're you having three, four, five, six jobs for that you won't, He'll give them to you. But we have to do it His way. But we, we're we stubborn. We want to do it our ways on our own time. But anyway, I th- I, th- I thank Him for getting me out of a lot of situations that I thought had No end. And it just comes to having faith in God. A lot of people say, I don't need faith. But we show faith even subconsciously when we're driving and we're approaching a red light and some cars are already there and we hit the brakes. We have faith that those brakes are going to work even something as simple as going into a room and sitting down in the chair, we have faith that that chair won't crumble. We have faith that our friends won't pull the chair out from under us as they used to do so many times in in elementary and pulling pranks on us. But we have that faith. So if we have put our faith and trust in our situation in God's hands, then everything will be all right. We call this program joy in the midst of the storm because we all go through storms and every storm, Has an ending as I always say there's reason to be joyful in the midst of every storm we just have to hold on Um, the, the great Apostle Paul says I die daily and that's that's what we have to do Jesus said pick up your cross and follow me not mother not father not sister not brother not cousin not boyfriend not girlfriend husband wife anybody He says pick up your cross and follow me see when you're truly living for Christ there's some great sacrifices and I can speak for myself because I've had to give up a a lot of things that I did not want to give up I can definitely attest to that but when you're hearing the true word of God you're going to hear things that you definitely don't want to hear you see when we go to go to church nowadays most of these churches we hear what we want to hear we have itchy ears And not adhering to the truth. We love hearing that God loves us. It doesn't matter. Which God does love us. Don't get me wrong. We love hearing it doesn't matter what we do at the end of our lives. God is going to forgive us because he is a merciful God. Which he is. And he's showing his mercy every single day. Because as soon as we sin, we are deserving of hellfire. But he's showing us mercy by not taking us out right then and there. But giving us another chance at the beginning of every live stream. I say thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living. And another chance to get our acts together. That's his goodness and mercy. Following us. All the days of our lives. So I just pray that we all take heed to the word of God. And take heed to what he's saying. Because everything he's telling us to do. It will benefit us but we look at it from the outside we look at it from our natural standpoint our natural viewpoint and we 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 want we don't see everything and he has it set up that way on purpose because he wants us to trust him we talked about faith recently a lot we definitely have to have faith that he's going to bring us through like abraham um when he was taking his son up to be slain he told the other people to sit here with the animal I'm going my, me and my son, we're going to go up here. And he said, and we'll, we, we will come back again unto you. God told, <laughs> you know, God told him to kill his only son. Like God did his only begotten son. Abraham knew this, but he still had the faith to say, we, we will come back down again. See, God already knows every single choice that we're going to make in our lives. But he has, he has it set up that way to show us ourselves. He needs to take us through some things. He needs to take us through the bottom. Where we mm-hmm. felt like we've reached our lowest point. He needs to take us through these, through these things so we can be prepared for what he has in store for us. Because that, going through those low points, it, it works on our patience. It works on our faith. It works on our anger to not get angry. It works on our ability to know that God brought me through this before. I already know he can do it again. So I'm just so thankful for all of that. Because without the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. I don't know where I would be. Without Jesus doing what he did over 2,000 years ago on the cross. I don't know where I would be. So I thank God for Jesus. And that's all I really have to add. I see we don't have any other comments. But I would like to thank the people that tuned in. Sister Rosie, Fred, and Dwayne. Another one of my hometown friends. Um, and mm-hmm. Jeremy. He joins the Zoom Bible studies all the time. He's always very adamant and excited about Bible study. And we're excited to have him in there. So, Man. So, again, as I mentioned at the beginning of the live stream, Zoom Bible studies um, every, month, every Monday and every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. If you would like to be a part of those and to learn more and more about God, because we really need to do this every single day of the week. But I know people's schedule just won't line up. I am understanding of that. But that's just how important the Word of God is, and that's just how much that we need. it. So again, uh, we had one of our other live stream viewers um, start viewing last week, so um, I'm, I'm grateful of that. Thank Thank you for tuning in. So definitely, definitely. So I'm going to end it there. I see we don't have any further comments so as I always like to say rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies counted all joy there is reason to be joyful in the midst of every storm counted all joy counted all joy and until next Thursday evening we'll see you guys then I hope you guys have a blessed weekend a safe weekend and a very prosperous week in the Lord. So we'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic coming straight from the Word of God. You guys be blessed and we'll see you then. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. My name is Melvin Corners here along with Minister Tony Banks who brings the Word every week. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30pm Central Standard Time. You should tune in and ask questions or just tell us how you're doing. We'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic. Rejoice in the Lord always.